Skunk it. Um, I have a watching this film Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw which is the full title yeah. <laughs> which is fucking ridiculous for a title but what we're watching it and obviously we have, we have a connection to this one because there's a chunk of it that's shot on the, the fine streets of our good good city of Glasgow right Right. So I'm watching it, and obviously it's 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 legitimately quite it's distracting, isn't it? It's the same yeah. when you watch World War Z for the first time because it's like you can't help but be like, "That's Glasgow." Yeah. Like I walk those streets every single day, and it's weird seeing like, you know, Jason Statham and stuff running around doing their thing. But the thing that makes it weirder is that obviously it's not meant to be Glasgow; it's meant to be London. Yeah. And then the thing that makes it even weirder. Is that only some shots are shot in Glasgow, and then other shots are filmed in London? Yeah. So every time you have the, every time it's it's like the the main characters in the car, that's all Glasgow. But for a good chunk of the chase, every time they cut back to the motorbikes, that's London. Okay. Which really confused me because I was like, if you're already filming in London. Why didn't you just film it all in London? Well, it was... I don't know. It must be something cheaper. Because... Or I don't know. But then it... Maybe it is cheaper. But then they've also... Obviously, the thing that they do to make it seem like it's London... Literally, the only bit of production design they do to make it look like it's London is they have some red double-decker buses. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing else to discern from, like, Glasgow and London. And so I thought, like, well, wasn't it more of a faff to ship like a, to get a bunch of buses to Glasgow like red buses was that not more of a faff? because well, presumably be. more films film in London like you see a lot of British movies yeah. are shot in London was it really not easier? I I imagine so it must have been it must have been um, it must have been easier to do in Glasgow I mean yeah, it must have been. Like, otherwise they wouldn't have filmed it in Glasgow. They wouldn't have been. Yeah. Because did you find it jarring? Do you know- Every time it cut back to the motorcycles, it's like, oh, that's London. Because even, like, the streets are completely different. Hmm. Like, the, 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 like, the pavements in London are, like, a completely different, like, design and colour to the pavements in Glasgow. That it just it looks jarring, like it look. But then that's just because we know that it's yeah. Glasgow, and then when another shot comes up, we know that it's not Glasgow. You know what I mean? I actually found something else more jarring. I found that because we know Glasgow so well, we know the geography, and the the bit that's set in Glasgow is a car chase. Yeah. And so I found I was so distracted by the fact it's like right, I know that street. Oh, they've gone down that street. That's a bit of a weird leap. They've gone down that street, but that's yeah. adjacent to the first street. And like, obviously, it doesn't matter because it's a car chase, and no one except who people live in Glasgow would even notice that the geography is so weird. Mm. Because you walk those streets so much, you're like, "That's so weird." They've gone down that street, and then that street's nowhere near that street. And actually, that street is the same as that street. They've just yeah. taken the top half. Because the obviously, half. there's the scene where they go through this sort of archway, mm. which is like the Glasgow Council Building. Mm. And if you come out of that and then turn left, you would end up at the top end of George Square. Yeah. But they come out at the bottom end because they crash the car into the bus yeah. on the bottom 
corner where like that pub is because you see the pub in the yeah. background and it is it's like really jarred because in your head you're like well they couldn't that couldn't have happened yeah but there's there's also the the big college building mm-hmm. in which I, I noticed in the background yes they, they have because obviously if you've probably listened to this you know that there's in the big college building in glasgow has glasgow make and people make glasgow yeah it's a giant yeah. pink building and so when you see it in the background glasgow. it's so weird because you're like because they've had to cgi the mention of yeah. glasgow obviously so you just see this big pink building and you're like that's so weird to see that without that writing that's really bizarre it's really strange yeah, yeah. and even there's a couple because that's like, the only other bit of like production yeah. Designed to make it not Glasgow. Uh, to make it not Glasgow. It makes yeah. you realise just how much CGI is in this film. Yeah. That like that's a CGI you would only notice if you if you know in Glasgow that, yeah. that has a that says Glasgow on it. Because I also think because I really noticed how much you could really see what all the shops were and what all the pubs were mm. and stuff like that. But I think it's because you probably see that in every scene. Hmm. It's just that that's what I was so focused on was not so much the action. It was the, where are they now? Yeah. What are they? Oh, look, there's five guys. There's pizza punks. Yeah. There's like the weather spoons. There's Greg's. They, a bit they of a pass by Greg's. It's almost a bit of a linger. Fucking mind boggling. Yeah. <laughs> that Greg's is in a Fast and Furious movie. The Rock's never heard of Greg's. No. He has no concept of what a Greg's is. Exactly. It it was just it was strange to watch and it but it did it got me thinking about like a like was it how much cheaper would it really have been to shoot there and then b it was like how often are because obviously Americans they must be totally especially people who fucking live in L A or San Francisco or Chicago must be like completely like uh, oblivious like not oblivious like uh, what's the word for being overexposed to it like yeah like overexposed. Yeah to that happening to like their city being in a movie that they must not even fucking care anymore yeah but to us it's like holy shit like we walked that street to like uh, get to here yeah like, to get to the cinema yeah there. which was really crazy hmm. but it just um it just was cool and it was cool to see like like a pretty decent car chase Aye, shot in, in glasgow, glasgow. Um, even though it's not meant to be glasgow even which though it's is not the only bit glasgow, of a shame yeah but that was the same with world war z it was meant to be um it was meant to be Chicago, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Yeah, but that's a bit more of a stretch. At least. But then, do you them. think people in Philadelphia are like, "That's not here"? <laughs> <laughs> well, people in London would be like, "Well, that's not." That's I remember not when world, when the trailer for World War Z came out. I was in college, and I remember we put the trailer up on the big screen because the bulk of the trailer was that sequence. Okay. And we put the trailer up on the projector screen, and we sat and went like frame by frame trying to find mistakes that they'd made like stuff ah. that they'd left that was like very glasgow yeah i think the only thing we found there was like a there was like a sign on the side of a bin that was like i'm pretty sure there's like a there's like a bin there's a bin that's been left over that says like glasgow city council but i don't think you could tell it says mm. glasgow city council but we know that that's yeah a glasgow city council bin and that little blurry little writing that you can barely see yeah. for like a second that says glasgow city council well yeah. there's a little even bit in this fast and furious film where like there's a, a pink sign on the side of a bin or some or a bus stop or something and you're like that clearly would, would say yeah people make glasgow yeah um but yeah i just i i thought i just thought it was interesting it's really cool it's like it's very it's very distracting um it's like it's like a in avengers infinity war when well they, i was yeah yeah when they go there it's it's like you are taken aback because it's like 
because the stuff we noticed like that with um noticing that the, the street that um vision and yeah. scarlet which go up is like really quiet and you're like there's no way that street would not be only quiet. is it quiet it's fucking dead Hi. and i think it's i think we talked about it maybe it was me and you about how i was like that that whole scene in avengers endgame feels weird yeah because there's not a single member of the public around yeah and it's like you're in the center of edinburgh like that is tourist but the thing is, even though it's late at night hmm. that is still bustling with people but i guess the thing is is like if you don't if you don't know anything about edinburgh and you're in america and you're just watching it um or even across the road uh, mm. across the the world um you just might think that's just a quiet part of edinburgh yeah. there's nothing necessarily i mean look it's a weird um what you call it like um rounded street yeah. like it goes down like edinburgh is a weird shape everything up and down the hill mm. at this exact same time um so like it probably just for someone un- uninitiated with Edinburgh just looks like a random quiet bit. Yeah. It's like oh no this is a ra- like next to a kebab shop though. What was it? Yeah. Oh, deep will deep fry your kebab. Deep fry your kebab and it's like don't Scottish fucking fry. appropriate my goddamn culture <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. There's yeah. more to us than deep frying things. <laughs> a little bit more. Would they deep fry the whole kebab? What bit are they talking about? What bit <laughs> of the kebab are they talking about? Just the meat, the donor meat. The donor meat. I mean, that could use. Don't proper deep cooking. fry your donor meat, you psychos. <laughs> <laughs> you want it lukewarm? That's a fucking American misunderstanding of our culture. <laughs> oh, they just deep fry everything. No, we don't. There's an art to it. Yeah, we deep fry Mars bars sometimes, but there's an art to that because you got to do that shit without it melting. Yeah art it's beautiful yeah. what we do with a deep it's fat a fry skill. you can't just put oh, the deep fry your kebab and everyone gets a laugh all oh, the scottish what they like they're all gonna have heart attacks by the time they're 50 it's bullshit <laughs> i'm sick of it in fact you know what i'm fucking triggered right now yeah <laughs> go as social justice warrior that shit yeah but i i do i do i guess that that is a fair point it's like maybe i just notice it more because you know it's city center i know it's the city center but i still just every time i watch that scene i'm still just like where is everyone yeah there's anyone like there's no that's something that the joss whedon ones get a lot better like mm. that final fight in avengers the it's the first avengers there's like so many people going on there's such a focus on the public but in infinity war there's like no one about yeah except for that very first scene when thanos's ship arrives and there's like some people running and i think that's literally it it's as if like the whole every extra just runs and never stops running <laughs> and then the, the world is quiet now What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. Back from the dead. <laughs> we took a little break. Yeah. And we're bad at telling people that we take a little break. Yeah. We just kind of do it. Um, and we just pop up in your feed when you least expect it. We're like, oh! Popping up when you least expect it. Scott Morrison and Danny Jones. Do you think we just scared anyone there? Maybe. Does anyone listen to this at three in the morning? With all the lights off. Yeah. He's <laughs> got a little bit freaked out. <laughs> They're like, that's the only way I listen to Second Opinion. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so we're kind of, this is, I guess, kind of like an in-betweeny kind of thing, because yeah. we're kind of going to finish, we took a break, we're kind of finishing season three. Season three. And then we're going to kind of do this one, and then we'll probably start series four um, pretty soon. Yeah. And so we thought we would just kind of come at you with our, our hot take. Hot off the presses. Because we just saw an opening day at yeah. 3.30 in the afternoon. A midday showing of... Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, and at no point in this podcast do you refer to it as anything less than its full, <laughs> full its title. correct title. Fast and Furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I have to say the colon. A 
truly. No, it, it, there wouldn't be a colon. It, have a colon to, it wouldn't have a colon after present. It's a bad title. It's regardless. a sentence. It's too much. Fast and Furious presents, presents Hobbs and Shaw. It wouldn't. You wouldn't have a colon because then you'd be Fast and Furious presents, and then you're like, what is it presenting? The thing is, though, Danny. Right. Right. Now, if you go on to letterboxd.com right right and you type in fast and furious this movie does not come up <laughs> right but yeah. then if you type in Hobbs and Shaw it does come up and Danny I'm here to confirm for you right now that the film's full title is fast and furious presents colon is it Hobbs and Shaw there's no way a there's colon. a fucking colon right there baby but it's a sentence, look at it in it? the flesh it's a sentence isn't it I mean I don't know I'm not a great not great with the old grammar I'm I'm not much of a linguist myself, but I I'd have thought that you don't wait if you say presents, you then don't need the the colon. But do you really think they they needed the word presents in there? <laughs> but then presents isn't in the film. Like it doesn't say Ho- like Fast Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, it doesn't. Maybe that's a UK thing. Maybe because it's not necessary. No, you can just call it Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, and I I think we'll most, get the gist. Yeah, like I think. <laughs> I mean, because it kind of is Fast and Furious 9. Like, yeah. why not? Like, even though they're going to make one that's called Fast and Furious 9, or they'll call it something fucking ridiculous. Fastest like Ninest. Because what have we had? We had Fast 5, Fate of the Furious, Furious 7, and then Fate... No, wait. What was, this, <laughs> what was the sixth one called? Was that... It was Fast 5, Furious... I can't remember what the sixth one was called, and then it was Furious 7, and then it was Fate of the Furious, but the Fate was F8. Eight, yeah. Fucking. So I can't even fathom <laughs> what film number nine is going to be. I'm sure they'll come up with something mental. Fast and Furious 9 Lives. Fast and Furious on Cloud 9. On Cloud 9. These are all bad. Yeah. Probably much better than what they'll come up with. Yeah, probably. They'll just call it like Fnine of the Furious. <laughs> Fnine of the Fniniest. <laughs> um. But yeah, like you could very well just be like, yeah, this is nine. Yeah. Or just call it a spin-up, but like you don't need like presents. In yeah. You just call it Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, so our our kind of big thing is like, we really, really like the Fast and Furious movies. Hmm. Not in like a, they're good, because they're not. But no. in a sort of like, w- they're very enjoyable popcorn movies. Yeah. And they're always dumb as fuck. Hmm. They're always talking about family and drinking Coronas and then getting in cars. <laughs> um, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're drinking and driving? And there's there's always... That's, con- that's condemning. You've condemned them there. That's libus. Yeah. Li- also, li- organize a carpool every now and again. There's t- too many cars all driving around. It's not good for the environment. Not good for the environment. It's 2019. We're trying to save it. Yeah. Scientists are saying we've got 50 years left. I thought saving the world was fucked. that thing. Exactly. They saved the world from scary supervillains, but they couldn't save the world from themselves. <laughs> and that's the tagline yeah. of Fast and Furious 9, which is actually a se- also a sequel to that fucking... What was the one? that the Al Gore. Uh, an Inconvenient Truth. Inconvenient Truth. truth. An, inconvenient an Inconvenient Ninth. <laughs> an Infurious... In Ninth uh, Furious. And an Infurious Truth. truth. <laughs> an Infurious Truth. An Infurious Truth. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we we quite enjoy them. Yeah, like I always, I actually always kind of look forward to them. Although we we were talking to, like your girlfriend the other day asked, like, because she's not really seen any of them. No, and she was like, oh, like is is there not like a lot to work through? And we were like, you can pretty much start 
Start at five. Five. Like start at, and then just go from there because that's where they're kind of bonkers and. Uh, Fast and Furious has this weird thing where the first one is actually super serious. Yeah. Um, and like it's just it's a serious straight. And that up film. was really trying to get the car fans in. Yeah. Like it which it's not about anymore at yeah, all. Yeah, it was but. going for the car fans, and it was playing it super serious. It was basically what's the surfing one with Keanu Reeves. Point Break. It was Point Break, but with cars instead of surfboards. Instead of surfing, they were fucking, what was it? It was like pirate DVDs or they something? They were stealing <laughs> DVD players. That was it. <laughs> which is mental to think where they are. Uh, so the first one and the second one's not great. And the... I've never seen the second one. And I barely remember the first Wait, one. You, you'll like its title. The second one is the only one I've never seen. It's Too Fast, Too, too Furious. Too Fast, yeah, Too I've never furious. seen that one. I saw Tokyo Drift in the cinema. And I remember as a kid... Yeah, I don't know it. if I'd come back. To, I don't know if it's any good. But I do think I've never went back and watched it. But part of me does wonder if because that was when I was like getting into films, hmm. and I like I think my teenage brain wanted who to wanted to get into films was like, "Wow, well, this isn't this isn't a good movie." Like, Where's the just, Kubrick? Yeah, like these are just stupid cars chasing each other. I watched The Shining the other day, <laughs> and that's what even, a good movie is. You know, there's not I mean? even a Tarantino around yeah. here. And then there's the fast and the furious which is just boring garbage mm. and then that's when you hit fast, fast five, five which is where shit gets fucking real because the rock comes the in. rock comes into and it and then after that the films kind of become a bit self-aware yeah they're like they're they're bad films but now they're like reveling in it oh yeah and these characters who from the first film were like just stealing dvd players from the back of a truck and now literally saving the world the cia are like We've got all of these people. We've got all of this technology, but you guys in your in your in your in your sports cars—that's <laughs> the only thing that's going to save the world now. It's so far away from what it was. Yeah, like the Fast and Furious no longer, I think, is referring to the cars. Yeah. anymore. It almost feels like a lot of the time they have to shoehorn the cars. Well, the Fast into Five the franchise, felt like, like that because they they kind of they had they. They, well, Fast Five, they use the cars to steal a safe and, you know... It's like... Yeah, but, like, the the racing part of it, because Fast and Furious was always about racing. Mm. Um, but in the... I think it was one of the films where they need a car and to do it, they have to win a race. But they cut the race. They just cut to the end mm. and they've got... You've just assumed they won the race in the car and you're like, that's amazing. Just As blue ball in the... <laughs> all the Fast and Furious fans. <laughs> in the first film, that would have been a sequence, but you were like... And I just you just assumed that the best race car drivers yeah. in the world won the race. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, that's... that. I think the introduction of The Rock and then definitely this kind of like self-aware except for vin diesel who i still think is so sincere is fully like this is this is like the greatest we mm. like we're taking this so seriously we are a family but i think everyone else gets <laughs> i think everyone else is very aware that this is dumb and that they're like a fucking a fucking ball hair away from sending them into space oh that's my dream <laughs> driving in space and they're getting closer because here's time. the thing right. the very first thing i i thought when it, this when this movie started was oh they're they're getting closer yeah because the very first thing they have is motorbikes that drive themselves and transform and they shift they make transformer noises transformer bikes that transform and shift to like maneuver the environment yeah and you have like a literal super super soldier yeah who has like like what you know remember those fucking Sherlock Holmes movies yeah where he like plans out everything the guy's gonna do and then he like counteracts mm. that he like has that as like an implant in his in his head basically where he like kind of could slow down time and it like looks at like a guy's hand coming towards him and it's like imminent threat 98 percent 
counter move and then he fucking just like and like kung fu's them um so like right that's like the first two minutes Mm -hmm. you've got that shit and i was like oh we're getting we are fucking getting there fast and furious in space because where do they they've already like parachuted cars out of a plane they've done some mental shit they did a submarine they did a submarine jumping off submarines like where can you go further up into space have the beginning of how much better would the opening of x-men dark phoenix would be if it was the cast of fast and furious (laughs) instead of the fucking garbage x-men um but yeah so i guess that was that was exciting yeah but um i guess out the gate after expressing our love for these films what are your what's your initial thoughts on hobbs and shaw i'm sorry what film were you talking about Sorry, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Ah, oh, that's the Fast film I presents you were talking colon Hobbs and Shaw. Well, what I really... I, I, when it comes to Fast and Furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It's a, it's exactly what I wanted from it. Mental, um, just all over the place. Weirdly, like, self-aware, but also strangely sincere all mm. of the fast and furious films are kind of sincere because like they're being mental and it's like oh what what ridiculousness but it does feel like when they come down to it it's like yeah it's about family man it's about family it's, <laughs> it's over sentimental but i like the sincerity in it yeah the dialogue in this film is oh. complete garbage genuine shit <laughs> <laughs> aside from like the insults that they throw at one another but like the emotional beats that they try to hit yeah. that are about family, it's like the cringiest, like surface level shit you've ever heard. But it's almost But like... whereas the but the Jason Statham stuff isn't, because the Jason Statham stuff's all a bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. But like... with like his mum's a fucking gangster who could break out of jail if she wanted to, but she's just having too much fun and all this kind of bullshit. But like the rock stuff is like the conversation he has with his daughter and his his brother and stuff are so like this sounds like it was written by a 12 year old <laughs> but it's almost it's because it's so bombastic it's sort of sentimentality mm. it almost ring like circles back to sincere like it's so forceful with like the rock has to confront his like abandoning his family um and that they're so forceful with it that you almost just come back to finding it in i i came back to finding it endearing mm. like yeah i want him to be you're almost like in almost like it's in on a joke but it's like the joke's almost like I don't know it's become like you've almost got too invested in this joke you're like yeah I definitely do want The Rock to get back with his family that'd be so lovely look they seem so nice even yeah. though it's mentally <clears throat> simplistic and over sentimental and like even the reason that they don't like him it's like because he moved away they're like they all hate him now it's no because like... he, he moved away and um, grasped in his dad oh uh, yeah because he's um, we should probably do some sort of story summary at some point yeah I guess so. um but yeah, he abandons his family because his his dad's like doing all this criminal stuff, and he was endangering his sons because he didn't really love his sons. And he grasses his dad in, and so there's no breadwinner in the family. And then he goes and fucks off, so he can't mm. he can't help them win bread either. I missed that a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe I was drifting out of the dialogue stuff because the dialogue's not good. <laughs> so, it's not good. Um, it's very so, bad. <laughs> Fast and Furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw is about a super virus that um, Idris Elba, who's part of this big technological uh, eugenics evolutionary company yeah. that's so re- 
existence is to try and it's to like evolve the human race using like technology he wants to get this virus that can kill off all the weak people yeah. i.e you and me the, yeah. the, the regulars <laughs> fucking nerds sitting here talking uh, about movies <laughs> but uh, twist it's inside this random mi5 mi6 agent who's twist jason Statham's sister here's another fucking bit that right we'll just we'll sidestep right now She's meant to be his sister, and they're meant to be like the same age. Like you see them, you see them in those yeah. like flashbacks, and they are just two children who are like five, ten years old. She is crazy, like way younger than Jason Statham, though. And I want to just while you continue to tell us the plot, gonna I'm going to look out. up their ages because I'm very curious. So she has, in order to get away with the virus, she has injected herself with it. So she's only got. 30 hours before the virus is uh, takes over her body. It's miraculous that this sort of biological thing actually is able to be 30 hours on the dot, according to the, to the movie's timer. So Hobbs and Shaw have to team up in order to uh, find a way to, to cure the virus, but without Idris Elba getting on with the virus. And also he's like a Superman Terminator man and... They've got to get to Russia because that's where the 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 cure to the virus yeah. is. The cure to the virus is at Idris Elba's house, and he ain't letting people in for free. He says he's the black Superman, and when yeah. he said that line, I was like, "Are oh, we still not there yet? Can't just say, <laughs> can't just say Superman. Still not quite there yet." <laughs> um, auditioning. He's like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I know you think of Michael B. Jordan, uh, but I mean, just." Uh, uh, just... They, you know, they cast a black actress to play the Little Mermaid. You know what I'm saying? He's, that, he's talking to that high-pitched voice. I reckon he's just jealous because he wanted to be the Little the Mermaid. The Little Mermaid, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I missed that gig. Um, So I just looked it up. Uh, Jason Statham is 52 years old. Yep. Vanessa Kirby is 32 years old. Only 20 years. Twi- it's Only 20 so, years. It's so noticeable. He's an old man. Not like a crazy old man, but he's an old-looking dude. Great. And she's like crazy young and like crazy attractive, and he's just a grizzled old British fifty-year-old man. <laughs> like, it was such a weird, it's such a weird. It's weird because she makes a joke about it to Dwayne the Rock Johnson, where she's like, "Oh, I don't know that. Must be different generations." And you're like, mm, "I mean, what? What? Yeah. The Rock's supposed to be a lot older than yeah. you, but Jason Statham isn't." Um, yeah. Was that was that more or less the plot? Yeah. And then uh, they hire Hobbs and Shaw. They hire that Hobbs and Shaw have to work together because it's one of those buddy cop it's films. One of those buddy cop films where they hate each other, but oh, maybe I mean they already love each they've other. already worked together. So mm. a bit strange they still absolutely hate each other. But yeah, yeah. Because speaking of that, the the fact that they've worked together before in another movie, I think one of the biggest issues I had with this was that I didn't think it ever got better than the stuff we'd already seen in Fast and Furious 8 yeah with the stuff in the prison like I kind of never felt like it got much better than that what, what, I, I can't even remember Fast and Furious 8 and I will also say that I think I don't ever think the film was good except from when they were together yeah any time that they were that they were apart didn't really think it worked their chemistry is like yeah I think because the the, the dialogue in the film is, is shit and not a lot of the jokes land. Yeah, there are a few. Like I was, there was, there's a lot, there's a lot of jokes, and I think I don't even think we like. I think I don't think either of us really properly laughed ever. 
Hmm. Like, I think there was a couple of, like, oh, but I don't think there was ever, like, a moment that really got us, hmm. except for the insults that they throw at one another, which are just so ridiculous. Like, they're, <laughs> one of my favorite ones was I'm going to shove, it was like, I'm going to shove the shoe so far up your ass that you'll be throwing up laces for a month or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a good one. There's like a lot of stuff like that. But they they do. They take small sections of the film. They put them aside just for Jason Statham and The Rock just to to look at each other and just insult each other. But that's the best stuff. Yeah. Because I think... So, like, I I like this. I I did. Hmm. But I, I wasn't crazy about it compared to, like... I don't think I like this more than The Last Fast and Furious, definitely. Or Fast and Furious 5. Let's rob a bank in Rio yeah for some reason <laughs> uh, and the rocks here like I don't think it was much better than those but I, I was thinking about this and I was like I think maybe the issue is that we've been too spoiled recently with our action movies yeah because in the past say like half year we've had Mission Impossible 5 or was it 6 Mission Impossible 6 Mission Impossible 6 yes yeah, 6 yeah it was 6 which, because it made me think the the final kind of scene where, where they fall down the cliff and stuff like that reminded me a lot of Mission Impossible. Yeah. And then it was this, and, and then the other one was John Wick. Three. Parallelism. Mm. Which I think like, and obviously John Wick is a bit more, they're, they're all kind of different. All three of them are kind of different films. Like I do get that. But I think we've been so spoiled for like good action that this just felt like, meh. Like all the action it was like, meh. There's like the one good one at the end with the helicopter. Yeah, that's a good one. It is good, but it's like, it's all very clearly CG. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think because, obviously Mission Impossible had a lot of CG in it. Yeah. But I think because that made a lot more, that had a lot more effort put into it in terms of like using kind of more physical approaches to his action sequences. And then John Wick's just fucking John Wick. Like the dude like literally learned kung fu and how to use a gun properly and all this kind of shit to like perform these you know these like crazy fight scenes yeah and then i feel like watching this i was just like yeah like this is all kind of fun and like yeah it's it's all like it's all passable i don't really remember the i already don't really remember the 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 fight sequence in russia like i actually don't remember how that ends i just remember suddenly that it was like the the car chase was done like, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think when they escape the facility, that's a cool action sequence. It's when they've got mm. the they've got the truck and then he, Jason Statham has to jump onto the back of the truck and then they fight fight yourself on the back of that truck. And uh, I feel like it's... you In my head, when an action sequence is good is when you're able to, like, follow, like, what's happening but in a more um, structured sense. You're like, you, mm. you, like the, the best... See, as you say, the best one is the one at the end with the helicopter... When uh, their Idris Elba's escaping with Stephen's sister with uh, in the helicopter, and uh, there's a, it's you can tell you can almost see Hobson Shaw trying to figure out how to to prevent this helicopter. Yeah, and I was like that structuredness in, in an action sequence where the helicopter's lifting one of the cars up when they're like, well, attach another car to it with yeah. these miraculous hooks mm. that always get it first time and. And they like have to keep attaching, and I, I really like, I like that the, structure, the miraculous yeah. hooks that get it first time, and then just suddenly detach. And we never, they never address how they detach because it's like 
Don't worry about it. Like, I like that they know straight away when the hooks are attached. He's like throws the hook and then the rock. He's just like, like yeah. Six times <laughs> yeah. away. like, oh, it was great. Did it. <laughs> like, how did you see? Yeah. But I don't know. Never mind. Um, yeah. So I liked when they're. Uh, I get. I get what you mean. Um, they're like it is like it's pretty standard. But I, I'm. I was engaged throughout the whole, whole all of it, and I just. It's like most of the action sequence are injected with like banter between. Uh, the Rock and Statham, which is just fun. They're both like yeah, so that is like one hundred percent. Like I said, where that every, every anytime they're on scene together, on screen together, I was like, I love this. Yeah, it's the, but the issue is that like there's a lot of stuff where they're not together. Yeah, and like I said, the dialogue is so poor that there's nothing really to latch onto. Like when these other characters are talking, and then they like a lot of the action scenes are fine. I did really, I did like the one in Glasgow because hmm. you can tell that they are driving a car around Glasgow obviously not the bit when they fucking slide underneath two trucks which two identical trucks <laughs> which are passing each other on opposite sides of the road like fucking a miracle aye like Glasgow's that, filled with one way streets but for the most part like you can tell that they are yeah. pulling off these tricks on the real streets and stuff with real cars and that is cool and it is a fun like the ending is fun it is a fun action sequence it is really cool but I just I couldn't help but thinking like oh man like Mission Impossible was fucking way better than this and like you know you know what i mean yeah but i feel like you are right in before when you said like it, like mission impossible 6 was just incredible yeah. like the third act of that film is like the desperation in that film and like the stakes they they amp it up so well that you are like so invested to the point where where you're exhausted when it finally when it finally resolves so it is kind of like you're, you're right in that sense it's like we've been spoiled for that that was like yeah. an incredible action because i also thought because i think Two films are the same length. Yeah. And I thought that Mission Impossible whipped along quite nicely, but I thought this, like, I thought I, like, really felt the length. Yeah. And I think that's because I thought it was coming to a close when, the they, Russia when they raid, the when they go to Russia, that felt like it was building to an end. No, they've got colonialism to go And then next. suddenly there's this extra half hour, 40 minutes that got added on. I was like, oh, fuck. I looked at my phone and I was like, Oh yeah, this is nowhere near done. Like I thought we were ramping down. Like, they really go in a specific direction with these islanders. They really do, and they 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 definitely worked backwards because yeah. he was like, they've got they've got this broken machine that can cure the virus if only they could fix it. And the rock's like, there's only one man on this planet who could fix this broken machine. He's not he's not an engineer. He's not a scientist. <laughs> he's got no degrees. He lives on a hut on an <laughs> island, and he's my brother. And he's also. Boba Fett, <laughs> <It's> Boba Fett. <laughs> which uh, after the movie ended I was like why did he just get his clone army to <laughs> fight Idris Elba so they have <clears throat> to get it to his brother on the Somalia I believe yeah. is the um, island that there um, he the rocks characters from I don't know if he's from there originally but I have no idea um, that's the island he's from I feel like maybe he would be because you know he seems like the kind of guy who'd be like oh I want to yeah, in this like, movie, like about family, like I want to go back to my home. Uh, like, well, I wouldn't yeah. want to say for sure. No, hundred um, percent. So they have to go back to this island, and then they work backwards in this weird sequence where what they what the writer wants to happen is he's got he got up for the morning. <laughs> right? What I want to happen is I want these islanders to use their tribal weapons against the technology guys, but really, but they have guns. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then they have to like introduce this whole subplot. Or this whole side thing where, like, it turns out all the guns are digital and yeah, like they're all connected to a it's security that thing of like, code. Oh, yeah, it's like we need like a fingerprint. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, they're all connected to some kind of security yeah. system. 
I, I don't but really it, get what the benefit of that would be, but... Well, the benefit is that it has a mainframe that can be hacked. So what the characters do <laughs> is they hack the mainframe. <laughs> what they do is, they do exactly that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so they can shut down the guns, So and then the... the, the, the shut down the guns! <laughs> the soldiers are like, oh my god, where's my guns? And they're like, ah, we've got things to hit you with. Yeah. Painful looking things. And then it turns into this really, like, rock... The rock actually does he takes off his shirt and he's wearing like that sort of islander that just yeah. kind of looks like a towel thing and uh, they're all speaking in their native like language and it <clears throat> it becomes very uh it's colonial colonialism versus tribalism to the revenge like it becomes really like yeah it's n- technology versus nature uh in this in this island of suddenly pride thing that because because you've not we've not even heard this island for up to this point yeah it comes out of nowhere is that this is the thing they're going to do now islanders versus technology <clears throat> the only thing is the only way they were able to fight the technology people is by disconnecting their technology using technology yeah we'll try not to think about that too that's much. it because if you do that your brain will start hurt yeah. <laughs> we've got hearts you may have the brains but we have the hearts. yeah i like that that, that when the mum is like well we will fight them with our fists and with our hearts and it's like they'll probably shoot you <laughs> probably shoot you in your in heart the, in said oh, hearts yeah yeah <laughs> and your fists and it it, it kind you ever of... brought a fist to a gunfight doesn't go well <laughs> i can tell you that from experience <laughs> um <clears throat> but then like it's the because they they want to go back to being a fast and furious film there's this sequence where like they're driving away to catch the helicopter and then the rock suddenly pulls a t-shirt out and he puts it on and he's yeah. like he's back to fast back to, yeah rock. <laughs> he isn't just he doesn't like well it's an action sequence i've got time to whip a shirt on though <laughs> it was the bit at the end because there's a little bit that plays in the credits and you you kind of joked you were like oh they're wrapping up all the character arcs like in the credits because the action's done now everyone can go home and there was there was a lot of people who walked out the cinema before those like last couple of scenes where yeah, there's like nobody cares yeah nobody it, gives a fuck they're just there to see the cars it's so. terrible because it's like obvious <clears throat> character arc setup it's like um the Dwayne the Rock Johnson's daughter's like I got a family tree but you know it's pretty empty and you're like oh, so that's gonna lead to her yeah. finding a family and then the Helen Mirren in prison's like well I just I, I hope one day when I come out I'll, I'll see that you and your sister there and I, I, you've made up and stuff and you're like so later on, we're going to have a yeah. scene where she's going to walk in and Hobson Shaw is there. But they, they so are aware that, like, those how those for. arcs are going to pay off is that the credits are rolling while these, these yeah. supposedly emotional climaxes happen. But it was just, there's a, there's a moment where uh, the car rolls up and the rock gets out of the car. And for a split second, I thought it was Vin Diesel because he's <laughs> wearing, like, a white t-shirt and blue jeans and so i just assumed it was like vin diesel was getting a cameo uh but it's not it's just the rock i'm surprised they didn't do it they didn't do any fast and furious cameos well he doesn't like them yeah but doesn't he is that not the thing he's pissed off at the vin diesel's apparently pissed at the two of them or something for like doing this movie because he's like oh we're a family and you're off doing your own fucking thing yeah even though you're the two most likable and fun characters in this movie yeah um but even then like i'm surprised that they didn't do him vin diesel like come and maybe not even a scene where those characters are involved they like he does enough scene or any of the characters because there's a whole load of them yeah not one of them they're like michelle rodriguez has died and came back like six different times (laughs) exactly so it's it's a it's a shock that none of them have where was the third sibling where was luke evans there's a bit where jason Stephen says he had to kill his brother 
And I was like, did he? Did he remember that? Oh, he does. He walks out the the hospital and blows up the hospital. Does he? Yeah. That's the start of Seven. Is that where Satan's the bad guy? Yeah. That's mental. And then why... See, this is the issue. We talk about how much we love these films. Neither of us, I think, have ever watched one more than once. Like, (laughs) it's always... It's fun to watch in the moment and then you never watch it ever again. Yeah. And they're quite... They're quite... um, they they treat their continuity quite seriously. Oh, incredibly there, seriously. There's there's like films where they'll I think there's maybe even the last film where they're like no I think it's the one before where um a character will turn around you you know we able to help us it's that character from four movies ago yeah that character in a prison you met once briefly in that scene four um, movies ago and I'm like oh, Fast and Furious are really stretching my brain <laughs> <laughs> because I guess they ass- I don't know I guess maybe they assume there's like a built in audience like there's a there's a fan base that really yeah. invested like the Marvel movies hmm. you know you get excited when Red Skull suddenly shows up to fucking li- tell you to kill yeah. yourself <laughs> like, I guess but then there's like Red Skull was a prominent character there's quite a few sort of like yeah the, the, the Marvel characters are colourful so yeah. you just default to whatever colour you're like oh yeah I remember that colour but the Fast and Furious people you're like no there's a lot of characters that are just really far mm. away <laughs> you want me to remember one <laughs> there's a, a couple of surprise cameos in this I wasn't expecting uh, I didn't know Helen Mirren were going to be in it right okay uh, and also Ryan Reynolds was in this Ryan Reynolds is a bizarre one yeah uh, but he's hilarious because Ryan Reynolds his sense of humor is yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I think it's always the way he he can deliver like a shitty joke. Yeah, quite well. Like he can make it because he thinks seems to think it's funny. So you kind of you, yeah, you you <clears throat> his humor is like fully believe in it. Yeah, like you believe what he's selling. But the most surprising cameo is Kevin Hart. That is very bizarre. That is because they're 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 in the plane and like the rock and they've dedicated a segment <clears throat> so that the rock and Jason Statham can <clears throat> hurl insults at each other. And they're insulting, they're insulting. And just when you think the sequence is maybe going on a little too long, like, he rolls out of his seat Literally. in front of them. Kevin Hart just comes out and he's like, Kevin Hart's here. And it I'm like, genuinely felt like, you know, in, like, The Simpsons, <laughs> where, like, a famous actor would show up and they would go, like, Hollywood sensation, Kevin Hart, what are you doing in Springfield? Like, it felt like that was about to happen. Beloved character actor, Margo Martin. Mar- Mar- <laughs> and fugitive of the law, Margo Martindale, yeah. Second <laughs> Bojack there. Um, yeah, it very much feels like... It, well, it's the traditional sitcom thing of, like, someone's at the door. Who is it? Oh, my God, it's Kevin yeah. Hart. Kevin Hart, what are you doing yeah. here? And it's it's very peculiar because obviously Kevin Hart and The Rock have like because they're they're like, Jumanji and Central Intelligence they are <clears throat> box office gold those two yeah. for some reason they are box office even they are, though and I'll, I'll come out and say it I don't think Kevin Hart is funny at all nobody he's nobody knows he's funny apparently they do because he makes a fuckload of money but he's he's one of those comedians that like they're able to play it safe enough where Everyone the reason they're very successful is that no, that he doesn't alienate anyone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he is actually it's the American Michael McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone can get bored of Michael. Everyone McIntyre. loves Michael McIntyre. He's yeah. not fan in everyone. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He's not brilliant. He's not like the best comedian, but you know, he's not going to offend anyone. No. The difference is, actually, I like Michael McIntyre's stuff. I don't like Kevin Hart's stuff. I've never found any of it funny. Um. I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. Someone tell me the appeal. If you like him. <laughs> Come to my house. Tell me. <laughs> sit me down. Tell me why you find him funny. Because I don't get it. That's one three four. Get gave Gavendel Road. Please. Do- <laughs> that is too close. 
<laughs> um, uh, I think it's that they've got the Rock and Kevin Hart have got that sort of Danny DeVito Arnold Schwarzenegger pairing where it's like oh what how do they become yeah how do they become twins yeah. we'll never know because one of them works out all the time and is a big muscle man and the other is Kevin Hart <laughs> the Rock <laughs> yeah <laughs> But that, that scene is weird. And then they come out and they do this little kind of improv thing where he's like, oh, I want to be part of your trio. Yeah. I'm an air marshal. Yeah, he's an air marshal. That's like, the yeah, point, yeah, like maybe you need like a third guy. And it, it, it I mean, it, 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 it comes back yeah. because they, you know, they use, well, he, they use him. Yeah. It's like, just phone, here's my card, phone me if uh, you need anything. And you're like, well, eventually they're probably going to need something and they're going to phone him. It's very much a, here's a, Here's a, a Chekhov's gun for later, you know, just in case you need a Chekhov's gun later. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, fucking hell, we need a Chekhov's gun about now. But it was a bizarre, it was bizarre. And it was the same with the Ryan Reynolds bit. Like, it felt odd. It yeah. was like, what is this? Like, why Why are these, why are they, why is he shooed horned in here? Like, what's this ad into anything? Well, it looks, it almost looks like he's set up for a sequel, but you're not 100% so, sure. Right. So th- there's this whole thing where there's the voice that you never see, there's the voice of the person who's hmm. in control of this organization is that ryan reynolds i don't i, I thought know. it was because there's a couple of moments where the voice breaks and it sounds like ryan reynolds maybe and then at the end when the voice is like oh like you don't recognize me hobbs we, you you don't recognize me but like one day you will or something like that and i was like it's got to be Ryan Reynolds. Like, it must be. I think it's weird that they don't just tell you who the voice is. Because I know it's it's a hook for the sequel. Mm. But considering how you don't tend to remember too much what happened in the last one. Mm. I think it well, would... we don't. No, I suppose not. But I think the Fast and Furious films would have been better off, like, here's, here's the villain of the next one. Ooh. Because they do that with the Stephen. Stephen yeah. is introduced at the end of the one before he's the bad guy yeah he comes in it turns out he killed tokyo drift at the at, at the end of tokyo yeah drift. they just reveal he's the bad guy and then it's like oh in the next film you're gonna see him as the bad guy is this one it's like come back to the next film which i don't think's a, a strong enough hook for a film where you then you're watching the sequel and you're going oh yeah i think yeah i think i do remember yeah. there was a voice i also found it quite um not strange i guess but i guess they're doing a hobbs and shaw sequel yeah like is this going to be its own thing now? Like the Hobbs and Shaw movies and then the Fast and Furious movies? Like what? what's the situation there? Yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, it'd be weird if like they didn't come back to the Fast and Furious films. Yeah. And it's like because of the feud, they've split off. Yeah. They're the same movies technically, but not really. That'd be kind of strange. It would be strange, but I'm fully convinced it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Because I'm positive that his voice his voice breaks a couple of times and I, I was like oh it's going to be Ryan Reynolds that's why he's in this movie they should have just revealed it they should have just gone for it and yeah then, and, then cho- and then that's a good sell for the next one you're like oh Ryan Reynolds is in the next one did you go and see Bat- Alita Battle Angel no Battle Angel Alita no it's Alita Battle Angel because that, so- that doesn't roll off the tongue the same way that Battle Angel Alita does <laughs> and I remember thinking why didn't you just call it what it's meant where's to be the called? colon where's the colon <laughs> um so uh, can I just spoil the end of that movie yeah go for it okay so it's got a similar thing throughout the whole movie there is an ominous voice of someone who's kind of controlling other characters and you don't know who it is and uh, the last thing the movie does is reveals who it is but the weird thing about the reveal is that the it, it's not a reveal of oh it's like this character who was in the film earlier 
I can't believe that it, it's that character and that they've double-crossed Alita and in the next movie he's going to be the villain. It's nothing like that. It's just revealed to be Edward Norton. Okay. Like, oh, the, the voice the whole time, it was Edward Norton. And you don't know who Edward Norton's playing. He's just playing the person behind this voice. But the way they reveal it is like, there's no other way that that can be played than like, look everyone, it's Edward Norton. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, like, cast reveals can like, they do happen at the end of teaser films. I remember the Venom film did that, where it's revealed Woody Harrelson. Yeah. But it also has the stinger of it's a post-credit sequence, so we are aware post-credits do that. And also, he's playing a character who's very well. That's the thing because the uh, okay, that that caught me off guard because I didn't uh, obviously Woody Harrelson. First of all, fucking weird choice. Yeah. And then like second of all, I just didn't know he was in that movie. Hmm. But it's like like you said, it's carnage. Hmm. Like so, we we as like people who like comic books and that that world like get who that is. Yeah. But with Battle Angel Alita, it's like, well, that's just Edward Norton. He was the voice the whole time. Yeah. Famous Hollywood superstar Edward Norton. Well, it's like what film did we watch? Where we watched one. I think we did an episode on it with a friend of the podcast, Michael Kelly, where one of the side characters they were like hiding the identity, and then it was revealed to be Jim Carrey, and that was a reveal. Like, oh, that was the Bad Batch. Bad Batch. That's yeah. it. Like that was a re- because they like you don't see his face, and then later on you it shows you it, and it's like. It's Jim Carrey. That's yeah. the reason they didn't show you is because they didn't want you to know at that point that it's real life actor yeah. Jim Carrey. It's weird when films do that, isn't it? Mm. It's like you have to have this external knowledge. Yeah. Because I guess, you know, because it's like, whereas like at the, I remember at the end of the very first Avengers when they unveiled Thanos mm. and everyone was like, who, who dead boy? <laughs> like, but then um, it wasn't then. But like, it wasn't like a reveal of like, oh, it's, it's. It's le- it's no country for old men star Josh Brolin like you know yeah, what I mean? it literally no I know it wasn't there at that but like, point but like I get what you mean it's yeah. like it's not even an act it's not an actor reveal uh, and even like the the surprise cast in a film that's very apt to this podcast that recently came out in uh, spoilers for Spider Man Far From Home mm-hmm. in the post credit sequence it's revealed that yes J Jonah Jameson is being replayed by J K Simmons but that's not the point of the scene. That's yeah. a cool reveal. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and they know it's going to be a fan moment where it's like, mm. oh, they've got J.K. Simmons back, but that's not By the point. By God, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but it wasn't like the point of the scene. The point of the scene was to reveal that Spider-Man was in this new set of troubles and he, oh boy, he's going to have a lot of <sighs> troubles next time, let me tell you. But it wasn't, what's what's this on the news? It's that actor who's iconic uh-huh, for this role, yeah, J.K. Yeah, yeah. Simmons. Like, that, yeah, I get what you mean. So it's uh, that's a terrible bit, especially Edward Norton, who's not really. Um, he's a really good actor. It's not like a, I guess he is a recognizable face, but he's I don't know. not now as much. But he's not got like he's not got like a cult personality, mm. like someone like say if it was the reveal was Jeff Goldblum, and you're like he's memified. And in Parks and Rec, when they do the whole thing where the mayor's dead and it turns out to be Bill Murray, yeah. like Bill Murray is a cult personality. So you get that that's a joke. And Jim Carrey, again, cult yeah. personality. As Edward Norton's not really. He's, no, he's just, he's he's just Edward good, Norton. He's, he's a just good a actor. good actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's not like a cult personality. Yeah. It's a strange one, but I am curious as to who it's going to be. Like I said, I'm fully convinced that it's going to be Ryan Reynolds. I, just, I think that's why they bring him up again in the last scene. Yeah. I think it'd just be a strong hook if they just told you. Just told you, and then, right. then you can like. Because I could kind of see Ryan Reynolds being like the, like the bit more kind of zany villain. Yeah. Like. Well, he doesn't look like he could beat Jason Statham or Rock Up, so he'd have to be quite 
An intellectual villain. But you do see him fighting at the very end. Yes. You do see him and he appears to have kicked the shit out of a good few people. Yeah. Which makes me think, was that a little... Ooh. Was that a little setup? Being like, yeah, this guy can fight. He knows what he's doing. I'd like Ryan Reynolds as a bad guy. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I think he would deliver that kind of like over the top. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know who to compare him to. Was Idris Elba good in this? <laughs> he's serving you that metal man yeah. realness, I guess, but it's not he has a... similar to his Star Trek villain, I guess. Like... Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I see that. Um, he's not bad. He, he's playing, I mean, I guess because his character is a lot more subtle. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot on surface level. I like his line where before he goes when he's like, well, it's a bit like, some kind of work, boys. Yeah. It's <laughs> a really relatable line. Um, he was fine, but I thought every everybody's kind of, everyone's fine. Yeah. But I think it's because they have, like, that level of dialogue to kind of work with. Yeah. You can't, you can't give, like, a, a serious performance. Like, you're given a kind of goofy, over-the-topic, like, performance. Aye. You kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't mean as in, like, is he going to win an Oscar for this? I just mean no. it's like... Um, was he just, was he giving it? Was he giving it? Was or was fine. he saving it all for cats? <sighs> He's in that, isn't he? <laughs> oh, we have we talked about that? I don't think we have. Should we do a little spin-off right now? Yeah, talk about cats. I liked um, just to go off. I, I enjoyed Fast and Furious presents colon Hobson Shaw. Would recommend it if you're a Fast and Furious fan. I liked it. But not nearly as much as most of the other ones, <clears throat> and I thought it was. I think maybe I expected to. I expected to be like doubled over laughing the whole time because the trailer is very good. Mm. I do. I, I would recommend it though. It's good fun time. If you want to see two actors that you like yell at each other, Jason Statham's just always great. Yeah, I think we relate to Jason Statham in the movies more because he has that like dry sense of humor. He's and stuff so like, dry. Yeah. He's very, very funny. I, 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 his joke, even it's in the trailer a thousand times, even then when I went into the theatre, I made me laugh and like, I might be what you call a champagne problem. Yeah, it's like, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> wearing a champagne bottle. But I love all that kind of shit. Like, all his stuff is great. He was the best part of Spy. I think the guy's got like serious comedic talent yeah. that like people need to draw out of him yeah more. like they, he, he's hilarious because I still the bit in Spy where it's like where did you get that suit he's like well I made it didn't I like still like one of my favourite <laughs> I, dro- I once drove a car off a bridge onto a train while on fire not the car me <laughs> <laughs> like all that kind of shit's great I like someone needs to tap into that more yeah. and I thought this would and it does to like a little bit, but it's mostly just them insulting yeah. each other, and that's funny. It's not as it, none of none of what he does is as funny as the plane sequence from the last film, where because no. he's got the plane in the plane, he's like he's shooting all the bad guys, but he's got a baby with him, yeah. and he's got to like make sure the baby's okay and make sure he doesn't hear all that and see all the violence. And, and he has considering it's like Jason Statham playing off what's presumably most of the time just an empty baby carrier, yeah. <laughs> and he's fucking hilarious, and hysterical. <laughs> so the cats trailer, yeah. Oh dear. I have never been more excited for a film in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this year's been a weird one for CGI and trailers, hasn't it? It really we, has. We started the year and we were just astonished when the first Aladdin trailer came out and it yeah. revealed the genie and everyone was like... God, I forgot about that one. I thought yeah. you were just talking about Sonic. I forgot about Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin was the first one. Well, there's probably been more that I can't remember off the top of my head, but Aladdin was the first one mm. where it was like, oh, mm. oh dear. And they did fix it to an extent, or at least 
that's not how it quite seemed. It, it was not as bad as that. Not in quite how it was in the film, yeah. Uh, I have to take your word for it. <laughs> uh, and then in the Sonic trailer, mm-hmm. like... Which I don't think is... It's, it's yeah, it's not the CGI that's the bad thing in that. It's just the design. The design yeah. of Sonic is just is fucking weird. And why they would go with that design boggles the mind. <laughs> why wouldn't they just... When you have a perfectly good Sonic design right fucking there, like... That's amazing. I but, do and, not and get it. I like the Aladdin thing. They're editing it. They're going to edit it. Yeah. Which is what brings me to Cats. What can they do? They're nothing. <laughs> but he... Cause the, the, so I watched, I watched a video that was about... It, it's like these visual effect, effects artists. They've been quite popular on YouTube recently where they break down visual effects in movies. And they okay. did the Cats trailer. And they were talking about how, like... Like... On set, they apparently had costumes and things like that. And the, the 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 kind of vibe was like they're gonna CGI like ears and a tail and like a bit of fur, I think. But then you you see the trailer and it's like they're all they're it's just it's like it's not like a motion capture situation where like they've they've mocapped them and they've done their moves and then they've designed this kind of CGI cat thing. It looks like they've just CGI'd some cat fur over them. And it looks so fucking jarring. Yeah. Because and then because there's that, and then obviously the whole thing with cats. I guess I don't know. I've never seen cats. I have no. no interest in it. I, from my understanding, it's one of those things that like, as time has gone on, people have realised it's not actually that good, <laughs> and that there's kind of one song that's quite banging, which is Memories, which everyone sings. But then like outside of that, it's like maybe not actually all that great. So already it seems like a weird thing. But I guess the thing with cats is that the 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 world that they're in. The furniture and stuff is very big, and they're very small because they're cats. So it's these people, but they look like they've been shrunk down. Yeah. And then they also try to move like a cat while still having the stature of a human. Like, every decision that they made is fucking bad. Like, if you're going to do cats, just do it. Just do them in costumes. Just do people in costumes It'll look a bit silly, but like you, ex- you, you fucking, you know, hmm. you ex- extend your disbelief. Like yeah. you, you just you go with it. I mean, that's what the the stage production is. Yeah, the stage production is cat costumes. But so. to do this weird fucking thing where they've done like CGI fur, they're like, this is the most like technologically advanced fur mechanics that we've ever seen, and it's like it looks awful. It looks like a nightmare. <laughs> and then, like I said, the whole thing where they're small and they're moving like a cat while still being on two legs. Everything about it's wrong. Hmm. Absolutely fucking everything. And I, it baffles me that that went through so many people who all went, yep. And the scale is, the is so weird. This is the way it should look. Yeah. The scale is like, sometimes they seem too small for cats. Sometimes yeah. they seem too, too big, big for cats. It's it's mental. I have no, I, I, no idea. I can't fucking wait. I know. I legitimately cannot wait to see it because i just i need to see what that's like yeah in the context of the film i mean because i've said the cgi characters we've talked about before they go doing they're taking steps to fix it and even sonic you're like that's got to be a hard fix yeah go through going through the whole film and like having to redesign your character um but cats is there anything they can do legitimately the i remember like seeing the screenshot because there's on YouTube, there's like screenshot of the trailer before you watch it, the thumbnail, and I looked at that and was like, "Is this like an SNL like yeah. parody?" 
And then you click on it and you're like, no, 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 th- this is it. Like, that's what she looks like. And it's weird because that whole thing where I was talking about how, like, they, they apparently were, like, wearing clothes and stuff on set. Like, the one that looks the best, I would say, probably, is, like, Ian McKellen. Hmm. His, his one looks quite good because he, I think he's in clothes and he just looks like an old man with a bit of fur on his face. Hmm. But then you get, like, like Rebel <laughs> Wilson and Taylor Swift who are just naked, basically, in, but, but it, there's cat fur over them. And it looks so fucking surreal. And they're also, like, shrunk down. I just like I said I keep coming back to it like I don't I don't I don't every de- every decision's wrong yeah. every decision was the wrong decision I, I don't fucking get it like the guy made Les Mis and I get that there's a lot of people who don't like Les Mis I, I really love it <coughs> I and I think he did a really good job of kind of like translating that onto film the best way that he could in terms of like set yeah. design and stuff like that but my thing is like lame is, is about people, people yeah it's but not the, about no but cats. that's what i mean it's like and i get why you would go like, <coughs> i i just don't know it's there's yeah. nothing i have no i can't put together a coherent thought about this because i i yeah they should have made it practical they should have made it practical because then all the background stuff when they're outside it's all it all looks cg hmm and the whole film, it just looks mental. It looks like... I, it doesn't even look like a bad PS1 game. I don't know what it looks like. I've never seen anything like it in look, my life. It looks like you want to scream. Just like... Aah. It looks a bit like... Like that Wizard of Oz film that Sam Raimi made where like everything was in a weird CG land. The Great and Powerful Oz. <clears throat> Except everyone's a cat, though, is the other level that you have to get over. Like, Not only is the world CG... Everyone's also a cat, but not a full cat. Not four, not walking on four leg cat. Walking on two leg cat. And some of them wear clothes made of fur, which weird. We'll get to that. I mean, no, we won't. That's all there is to say. But like, like some of them wearing clothes and some aren't. And that's. And do you know what the plot is? Apparently, the plot is like they're fighting over who gets to go to heaven in like a UFO. I mean, really? Like, I'm... that's apparently the plot of Cats. Oh, I did not know that. Neither did I. I just thought it was about cats. Like, I just thought it was about some alley cats. And this, here's the life of an alley cat. Isn't it shit being an alley cat? Or good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of spin they put on it. Everyone who wants to be a cat. Because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. <laughs> I just, I feel like he should have either, the director should have either made them legit cats and mm. just Lion King'd it and just like, fucking Lion King's wasted all this technology maybe just put it fucking mm. with the cats uh, or just made it like the theatre and done practical what he should have done it practical he's gone too middle road between those way two options way too middle road he's gone way too and he's been this bizarre road. Frankensteins and they can't like you said they can't change it this isn't like Sonic where it's going to be a pain in the arse but you can go back and change that aspect of it mm. this, this this CGI character but this is the whole film the whole film looks wrong it looks wrong <laughs> to the point where you think that when they they started editing it especially for the trailer they must have all looked at each other and gone we have to commit to this yeah and this that... is we've like we've made a horrible mistake but this is where it's getting bad where they're fucking clutching on anahin they're making anahin that's got a recognizable name cats Cat, it just it shouldn't don't do it or if you're gonna do it, just translate it the way it is on the fucking stage. It uh, <sighs> fucking oh, I just whatever. 
it's going to be a nightmare. I can't wait, personally. It's my most anticipated movie I know. this year. It's, it's exciting. Midsummer's been and gone. <laughs> the Lighthouse? <laughs> Fuck that shit. You kidding me? Willem Dafoe. Oh, I'm a, I'm a sea shanty man. The Irishman? Oh, we de-aged Robert Nero. No. None of that shit fucking comes close to how excited I am for Cats. <laughs> they've, they've gone fucked it, ain't they? I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. I see what you did there. So this has been Second Opinion Movie Podcast where we shout <laughs> at CGI trailers. I Because I remember being the fascination I had with the Sonic trailer and everything involved with it. But like... Sonic looks like a fucking... I know. A fucking... A I don't know. A dream compared to the fucking sleep paralysis demon that the Cats trailer is. I just... Uh, I can't even begin to like... Because with Sonic, they've made one bad... Well, I mean, the story doesn't sound great in Sonic anyway. Mm. Oh, but, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. 100%. But, like, for the for the trailer, you're like, they've made one big mistake, and that is just redesigning Sonic for no reason. But this one, you're like, oh, I don't I don't know where to start on the mistakes you've made. I just can't imagine, yeah, with, like, the Sonic one, especially, like, I can't imagine looking at the Sonic design and being like, oh, we could do that better. Yeah. Yeah, the it's like it, it's, it's, it's iconic. an iconic. Yeah, yeah, like do what the Pokemon movie did. The Pokemon movie just stuck with the designs. Yeah. they like three dimensionalized them, and that's it. Like we're not. No one's going. No one sat down and go. Well, that, that Pikachu looks weird in live action. It should be a bit more like a mouse, like it's supposed to be. Nobody's doing that. I'll never understand. I'll never understand the decisions that get made in the film industry. Yeah, there is some... just put. I get that the, there's money to be made and I get it's a business and I get you've got your guys in the suits <clears throat> at the top but like leave the creative decisions to the creative people and the people who understand especially if you're just going to be remaking shit and sequelizing shit then like at least bring in people who like appreciate those things and yeah. know how to work those things and let them make the decisions yeah. and not have a bunch of men in suits be like well, I think we maybe we could do this and do that, and maybe Spider-Man listens to dubstep, and maybe he's on Snapchat. <laughs> but what if suits coming in, going? I don't know. I don't think the kids are going to relate to this Sonic yeah, design. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <sighs> Stating it, the movie industry—it's dying. Ah, it's fucking. Do you see that? How often do you go to the cinema now? I feel like I'm never there. No, I'm not as often as more. I, I do, I, I always go, oh, today's an opportunity to go to the cinema, and then I go, no, 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 no. no. I but, saw The Lion King out of pure morbid curiosity. Yeah, uh, I saw it as well, just because it was, obviously it's so big, and it's not costing us, yeah. like, as people who... And they're still getting money from us, but... I mean, I suppose, but... But they're getting that money regardless mm. of what films we see, so we might as well take advantage. Uh, Lion King was a waste of time. Uh, even though it doesn't cost me extra to go see it, it does feel like it's wasted wasted my time life yeah. just like bit of bit of my life uh and i didn't realize it'd be i didn't realize it'd be quite as nothing mm. as it was but it's like i saw that i went to see the dead don't die because it was jim jarmusch and i wanted to support it and yeah. i hated it yeah it's like his first film that i've seen that i really actively disliked and then i saw midsummer because it was because i was desperate to see that mm. but that's like what three times in a month four times in a month if you count today yeah or in like a month and a bit like i think midsummer was... i think we do go through that summer drought though don't we i think it, uh, like 
because it's the blockbuster season mm. and these films are so big that they're going to last longer they do then they they stay away from like the smaller films yeah they keep them away and they save them for more autumn and spring because i feel like at the beginning of the year i was struggling to keep up with the films i wanted to see but um now the girls through this summer era of like yeah. the films are too big to put the smaller ones in uh, did you guys like lucy from 2013 how about anna the same but different do you see the I was trying to think what the exact number is but the recent Adam Sandler film they put on Netflix that Netflix put out an, uh, uh, a statement that said that I think it was like 300 million people watched it over the weekend it was released and you're like I've not even heard of it oh was that the, uh, the Jennifer Aniston one yeah and Luke Evans um, and you're like if that was in the cinema, that would be insane numbers. Yeah. That would be insane amount of money. Like I, I can't remember. I'm not sure if it's 300 million, but it was like. A, Do people a, watch it because you can get it. Yeah, because you can just right click there. it. It's yeah. right there. Because I nearly watched it because it was just there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, "No, I've, and then I was I've like, got no, a I've brain. Got better thing. As much as I fucking love Luke Evans and his well, amazing Welsh accent, is he in it? Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't really know much about it, but I just know it's like the I watched new, the trailer. Was, the new like, Adam Sadler film is like, like if, it, if people had gone to the cinema to see it, it would have made fucking almost Avengers style money. It's convenience. Netflix is killing cinema. There you go. Mm. There you go. I'd rather stay home. Yeah. Have you fucking seen the people who go to the cinema recently? Fucking absolute punters. Annoying coming in, shouting, talking on their phones. Hate it. Stay at home. Just got to deal with one other person. Yeah, and I slap the phone out of her hand and I <laughs> stop it. Stop that now. Throw it out the window. Throw it out the window. She go through so many phones. <laughs> <laughs> I meant her. Um, oh, good. <laughs> anyway, this has been Second Opinion. Danny, where can people find us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Second Opinion Pod. That's second with a two. Love it. Are you going to actually use the Twitter for this next I season? Tweeted. Today. I was actually going to tweet a picture of us in the cinema, but I forgot. Oh, but I did good. tweet. Great. I'm going to try and tweet more but I don't think we have many followers follow us on Twitter man if you use go. Twitter I don't know if there's any Nazis listening to us but just follow us on Twitter okay. you have to just end with a Nazi comment didn't you? anyway enjoy JK Simmons everyone we'll see you in season 4 love you bye bye